you are now Daniel. Like the black. Yeah, I saw the boys on my block earlier. Big yard. Alright, listo. Phones away. Phones <clears throat> away. Yo. Put the phones away. You harmonizing? Start it off. Yo. Doug got me feeling like I need to start fall settling more, bro. He had me in my bag in that album. Yes. Oh, you know what's crazy? We were driving back from Virginia. We were listening to it. And I was like, Mahalo, what does it mean to fall settle? And she said, it's when you sing in your head. You sing with your head voice, not your chest voice. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what that meant. So, <laughs> so I still don't know if all settling means or how to do it. So, I, Is that how thug? I mean, I think there's multiple definitions because I know it's a classification of a voice too. And it's also like, like there's like baritone and falsetto. So I think it's like. Is baritone with the chest? Baritone is like it sounds yeah. stronger. Baritone is like a deeper voice, so it might be like I don't know. We probably look like idiots trying to break down this. Right now. I have no idea. Let's get to I'm it. I'm so confused. Have you? Let like, you can sing. Do I sound like I could sing? I'm, you look like a singer. You look. You look like someone who would sing. Yeah. Look, she got the loose R&B pants on. Mm, one day I'm gonna break hair. it down. For the you. short hair. The I'm niggas ain't shit attitude. You a Kaylani and a Megan right now. You think that's what is that, is that the average female singer right now? Yeah. Is that what most, honestly, like, niggas ain't shit R and B is the best R and B. You know Jay Cole remember Jay Cole said people don't sing about love anymore? You think that's yeah. true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause it there's there's so much more real things going on outside of love. What do you mean? What does I that mean, mean? What does whoa, that mean? Whoa, whoa, what does that way way? Yeah. Wait. No, I do think that R and B like singers still do sing about like love songs but it's more like it's now too. yeah it's like more now like situations like back in the day it was more like i love you like let me cater to you like things yeah. like that what and happened like, to that though more that, like why don't we get back to that that's what that's what i mean more real things like a girl should be like um like if you listen like scissor like the song <laughs> supermodel she's talking about like r&b before it was like oh either he left me my heart is broken right. or i'm talking about how good he is to me Sis is not talking. Sis is talking in supermodel. She's like, "I fucked your friend. Like, I just thought I should let you know. Like, you feel me? Like, shit like that. Like, it's those are real life situations that happen with people. And then there's no singer singing about so, it. So like, so would you think the? So I was talking to someone about this the other day. So do you think the average woman thinks like SZA, or like the average person thinks how? Like, do the average person think how the most popular musician makes music? <clears throat> Nah, like no. do all men do? The most men think like Drake think. You you it, but that's the thing. You have like different bags. So I know I know some niggas that think they Brent Fires and they not. I know some niggas that think they Drake and they not. I know some niggas that think even even females like, think their future future and they not. You know definitely not. You got the same amount of baby mothers, but you you definitely not him. And I also know like females that, that like they might see themselves like a Janae. You know, they might be more spiritual, more intellect. Okay. So they feel what she thing. sings. Or some women might be like a Summer Walker. Like, they really yeah. just over it type shit. Cause that's a shameless plug. Go but listen to that. We, but, uh, why you look at me when you said Summer Walker? I'm not calling you Summer Walker. Oh, you just looked but, at me. You like, over it. It's, you said. What you scream on this podcast which, all which the time? Said, Niggas ain't what? Said some, mm-hmm. I think she Walker. needs to stop. We gotta stop saying I'm that too. Huh? We gotta stop that. 
What? Niggas ain't shit. It's not true. Ah, uh, Chris. It's please. not true. Chris, you can't listen. You want you want to hear today. hear my my <laughs> my saying? This is why you shouldn't defend niggas ain't shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 we got a guest episode. We got a guest in that, today's episode. Marlene, come on down. What'd you have to ask? Go ahead. <laughs> Yo, that's funny as hell. But listen, this is why you don't defend niggas and shit. Why? Because you happen to be of the percentage of men who are shit. Correct? But, but wait, 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 wait. Uh-huh. Listen for a second. Yeah. You, you are from a percentage of the men who are shit, correct? Yeah. Okay. There's plenty of men outside of what, you. What percentage? That I don't know the percentage. <laughs> Would you say majority? I don't know. I disagree. Oh. Because she's not saying all men ain't shit. Mm-hmm. She said niggas ain't, ain't shit. So can we throw in So certain, you don't classify. Can we say certain? Why do you have to say that? Can we say certain? Why no. you say it? Why you have to say that? Niggas ain't shit, bro. Can we like, say certain? For the most it's, part, listen. It's a it's a niggas it's, fucking you know, you know suck. Why, you know why? I said, you know what? There's ex- no way around that. Okay, and this is why I explain myself. This is why I'm explaining myself. This is why I don't like it. Because I feel like <laughs> this is why I don't. No, like I feel like most women feel that way, and I think a lot of the like there's there's turmoil in the dating world right now. I'm not in dating world, but I have friends speak about it, and I think mm-hmm. that both sides have beef with each other, and they bring that into relationships where like their guards are always so up, and I think for us to get our guards back down on both sides. We have to come to our first thought is like you know we love and respect the other side not bitches ain't shit not niggas ain't shit i feel like both those need to go away and we need to come again to relationships to people each other with our guards back down but i think we can't get there until we believe and that we love and respect the other side regardless i I think i i completely like i i understand that but like and you get ready, you come on here and say that women need to take accountability and all this woman nonsense. For sure, for sure, so for sure. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna say that you niggas ain't shit. Cause yeah, like when it comes down to it, yeah, yeah, y'all be fucking up. I'm gonna say 30% of men. Nah, it's bigger than that. I'm gonna say bigger. like 40. 60, I, maybe 60. 75. No, no, no. So I, what, what, what yeah, makes a guy 75. not shit? Huh? What, what makes a guy not shit? What classifies it? Yeah, what would put him in that not shit category? Then I could know. To me, I need to know the criteria. I right, if you if you a bum ass nigga if you lying if, if, <laughs> no nah, if you lying to get what you want you ain't shit Straight okay up. to I me can, I can agree with keeping that. a player is like you would you, you, would you be a chronicle liar or like say <laughs> <laughs> I try to stay I try to stay would it be like someone who always lies what do you even mean by that. <laughs> I mean, like they lying all the time. Like I know some people who like made a mistake and lied. I know people. Are you who just really gonna just be a liar lying. one time? No, no, no. Or are you gonna I be mean, a liar. Like, <laughs> lying to get what you want, bro. Like that ass. Like, oh, you my everything. You feel me? Like, to oh, me, see, like, I understand. That. That's some lame yeah, shit yeah, yeah, to me. Like right. that, that you ain't shit. Yeah. If you're not taking care, of, if you not taking care of your responsibilities, whether it be like I think I say kids, I don't say definitely put them over there. I was gonna say definitely. Uh, like, yeah, we don't fuck that niggas with kids. Meaning like children. Or like if you're if you have a family <laughs> mm-hmm. um, construct and you're not like putting your best forward to like provide for your family. Yeah, I think that's like that's yeah. that's definitely. I think that's the biggest shit. the biggest. If you married and you out here trying to feel me get some yeah, shit outside, that's not cool. You ain't that's shit. Not cool. That's not cool. Uh, what else? Immoral. Yeah, bro. Like I said, I I I seen some shit like going to school. Would like, lazy count? 
Yeah, but that that don't make you that, that make you ain't shit not with women. Just you ain't shit just because you lazy. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. But yeah, there's certain things like I'm not saying you got to be the most perfect human being. I'm not because I hate that whole sim thing. Oh, you're supposed to treat your girl like a queen. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. You're supposed to treat the person how you want to treat your person. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And if that's not adequate to what they like, then you fucking move on amicably. You feel me? You feel me? Yeah. But I think we so, get so, caught up. So seventy so percent of men fall in that category. I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of men do Absolutely. fall in a certain category because like I don't know a lot of men that are honest, have their way. I mean, like a lot of my boys, you feel me? They definitely stand up people, or else I really wouldn't be friends with them. You know? Yeah. But the, I do know a lot of dudes that are like being a, be with a girl and get in a relationship for a month just cause, so they get hit. Like to me, that's corny. I like, guess that's, that's corny. I feel like or, I feel like most men I know aren't like that. Aren't that way? I don't know, bro. Like. I, I I had some I don't know bro I said I didn't seen some shit, uh from like some people like a person right mm-hmm. that I went to school with. They look so fed up, bro. He, <laughs> she looks so. He was in a relationship and he cheated, right? <laughs> this nigga was in a relationship and he cheated. Yeah, yeah. And instead of, I mean, it's bad enough you cheated, but instead of him cheating with just like a random girl, like. He hit one of his boys' girls. Whoa! Like to me, that's like <laughs> you're you're do double. Uh, you feel me? Like it's bad enough you're doing one thing. I'm not gonna sit there and that's be like, oh, he ain't cheating. Yo, feel me? Because everybody's everybody said him out cheating is their own. He did, but what? the fact that like you you feel me? That's the extra mile of ain't being shit. Wow. So okay, like you so, defending niggas yeah. like that, you shouldn't be defending. No that. hell, that's crazy. That's, I what, that's what I'm saying. Like there's some people out there doing some. Okay, so shit, then bro. then that means that we have a responsibility. To help those men become, end up in better places, uh, nah. As a podcast, <laughs> as a podcast, podcast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely as a platform. You feel okay. me? Tune in and learn yourself something. But wow, I, I don't, I don't think we should defend that behavior. No, no, no. What, hell no. Well, this is what you said. You guys just taught me something. This is what you said. Like when they say niggas ain't shit, like you like they they aren't. But I'm just not one of them. That's mm. that's my sentiment. So I would like to know what percentage of we think a realistic percentage. Like seventy. Damn. Nah. What do you get? I feel like that's too high. What do you get? Yeah. I'd say like. I think it's more than half. I, more I than half. I say okay. seventy. I would say fifty-six percent. Okay, we get majority. So who do you blame for that? If majority of men are. What do society. you blame? So you blame society. Yeah. Because I mean, what's the percentage of? Let's get into this, Chris. What's the percentage of women in nation? What are we going? What are we going to classify for women in nation? Well, let's go through it, just like we did for men. Wait. Uh. Welcome back to another episode of the Demigod Chronicles. <laughs> this is your boy, Asante Daya, a.k.a. Demigod. And we are back on another beautiful recording day. I'm here with my peoples. Feel me, man? I ain't even see them in a We're having a good day today. Who here with me, man? How Tell you guys doing? Yes, my name is Christian. Having a great day today. Um, yeah, it's been a while, but I'm happy we're back. Happy we could sit and talk about things that are important in this world and um, bring value to your life, so... Welcome, welcome. Oh, shit. She break, she's breaking equipment already. <coughs> you break it, you buy it. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, guys. Hey, it's your girl, Lay. We are here in another episode. Back with my brother, man. Um, excited to be here. We haven't been here in, what, like two weeks? Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, we've been... Um, A lot of shit happened MIA. in two weeks, yeah. Um, we, well, we we got some nice things. We got some nice things to store for you guys. Yeah, Don't worry about that. We got to touch on a couple of things. A couple of things happened. Yeah. Um, some 
Some little outrages, outbursts. <sighs> yeah. Some red flags. Yeah. Some niggas ain't shit. Some bitches ain't shit. Uh-huh. That was the red flag movement. Jamaican trips. Perfect. We're going to have a great day. It's going to be great. <laughs> Jamaican trips. But look, right? We love being a credible source of media and information. Mm-hmm. And we feel like it's really information that you guys need, you know, that you come to us for. I think so with I that agree. being said, we want to deep dive back into the topic. Of why women ain't shit. Let's go, Chris. Um. Oh, we're gonna start that now. Yeah, let's get it. So this is the. This is we're gonna, go, we're gonna do the red. Should we get in the background too? Oh, the red, the red flags. And no, 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 no. We're not, we're not doing that yet. We, we still continue. It's the, same, we it's just, the same conversation though. But look, look, let's, 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 definitively. Okay. Get because we got the percentage of men. Was it fifty six? Sixty. Uh, okay, 60 so we gotta do no. Seventy. I said fifty six. Okay, so fifty six. Yeah. And seventy, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna say sixty. We're not even do math, but sixty. Okay. So, but remember, well, for men we categorize it. So, how do we categorize it for women? The women. Oh, I, I can start off. That girl, what's her name? Brittany Reiner. <laughs> Any girl who does what she did, <laughs> automatically in that okay. bucket. Damn, that's a large percentage right there. Yeah. Gone. See, I was she. I, I would say not a lot of women do that. Not not the women that we come into contact with our everyday life, but as far as the find someone successful and get pregnant by them scheme that's a that's a that's a, like a thing i heard things there's specifics to her that you know add some seasoning on it like yeah the fact that she was like on him since he was in school and he was like yeah yeah, yeah. Like she that. did that that, that <laughs> definitely adds some seasoning <laughs> yeah no, but no. the whole grand scheme of that is find someone successful or Where's on their way parents? to being successful and get it don't matter where his parents is. Yeah, he's and your parents ever in the bedroom ass. with you when you have your penis right yeah. and when you was in college but you when he was in I would I would hope if my if my parents saw me at, at 17, 16 dating a person like that, they'd be like, yo, son, yo, what are you doing? But he didn't but he, he didn't start dating her until he was like nineteen. All they said she was on him since he was in nah, high school. Nah, like she no, saw college. him type shit. Like she was like Oh she was she started her plan. Yeah. Wow. I mean I, and I don't know if her plan was for him. I think it was for one of them, for a fact. She's I'm gonna get one of them. Young boys. She's sh- shooting shooting fish in a pond, bro. What do you want her to do? She's crazy. But all right, so her behavior like that, so we're saying getting pregnant for the trap and make sure you Okay, yes, your that's secured. that's not okay. cool. So I threw one right. out. Lay, you're very active in some of the things that make men ain't shit, so what are some of the things that make women not shit? No. I I also I wanna say this before we get into that. Oh. Right. <laughs> Think that like, backtracking a little bit? No, I'm not backtracking because the things that you guys say that women ain't shit are like things that happen. I don't want to say not as often as the ain't shit ass niggas. I think you sound biased stuff. now. But yeah, no, right. That no, no, I'm gonna throw out bias. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call out bias. No, I don't think it's bias. I at think all. so. Like I, I think, think if you can't, if you as a person can't openly admit wrong on both sides. No, I definitely admit wrong okay, on both sides. To. I definitely do, but I think, I think in more like regular day to day, like more things that we see, like I feel like we can sit here and we can like find statistics or like look at things in like the grand grand scheme or like look at things like I don't know, search things up. But like in our regular day to day, like I know. Y'all have experienced some shit in college, and y'all know some niggas that have said some shit to y'all that have been like, "We." Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, no, we can't do that. 
And then no, wait, no, you can't do that. Wait, you can't do that. But, you know, and this is why. And this is why. One, I'm gonna just from what you said. One, this is the major reason why you can't do that. Because you also have to expect that your one perspective or your one thing that you've seen in this life and world, there are billions of people living. So for you to say, we're going to ignore all the studies and all the questions we've asked people around the world and just say, that's all cool. But from what I've seen in my experiences is a more reflection of reality on a game scale. You can't do that. No, I understand like the perspective of like the Internet and stuff. And I feel like that that kind of can i guess confirm or like deny some of the things that we see in our day-to-day but that's not like regular day-to-day stuff but it's not just the internet now it's also studies that research labs have done studies or whatever we can that's only to confirm and yeah deny whatever but we that like regular day-to-day like things that we experience Mm -hmm. like that's the like that's the reality let me ask you a question i'm I'm asking so do you think your do you think your life is a better predictor of a reality than everyone, like than the collective worlds put together? Of my reality, yeah. This but is, no, 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 no. Of no. reality, not your reality. Of reality. No, you have to understand that we all live our own lives. Like at the end of the day, like when we open our li- eyes, it's our reality. Like this is like our life. Like we can't. Like, we can see things in other people's eyes, and we can go on the internet, and we can research as many things, and that gives us the information, yes, that confirms and denies, yes, that gives us the numbers, yes, we can always go back to that, yes, I don't want to ever not acknowledge that. But in our day-to-day, in in reality, like, we have to move a a different way because we, like, actually are living in this shit, like... But my alright, so I I agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. and I and I definitely understand what you're saying. My only thing is that we definitely just said, or we agreed the fact that like there's men that do things that aren't, you know, mm-hmm. are unsavory. I guess we would call it. Mm-hmm. So right now, if we're trying to figure out what things that you're, are you saying there's women that don't. We're not we're not denying the fact that there might be more men that ain't sure or women. That's not the thing that we're talking about i'm trying to figure out if you agree that there's certain factors that make women not shit because of you course. just brought up the fact that men ain't shit and we agree with you that there's we just there's broke down. things that make women not shit yes so what of do you course. think are some of them um, women can be sneaky sneaky and what like cheating um yeah sneaky and cheating sneaky and being like Deceitful. Okay. Deleting. So, false, <coughs> false narratives. All right. There's that. De- there's definitely a lot of people that do that. So mm-hmm. what I was, yeah, I was gonna definitely say that, like, women that kind of put, you know, like they put, they'll spin a situation because they know something is like a hot top, not a hot topic. I shouldn't call it that, but if it's like an a current issue. Like, they'll try to pass something off as something else. Like, I've seen, you've seen cases where, like, women would be like, oh, yeah, he did this to me or he did that to me. And it would only be to rip this man down from his stature. And they'll come out later and be like, oh, he didn't really do that. You know, this happened or that happened or whatever. I think women that do, like, the people that that happened to, definitely an issue. You feel me? And that's definitely a problem. But the women that pretend like it is, 
or that's what happened, and then they come out later and say like, oh wait, but that's not what happened. Like he didn't really do this, or he didn't really do that. I think those women ain't shit because you shouldn't be able. We spoke about this on here before. You shouldn't be able to like falsely accuse someone knowing that you're doing that to kind of like you know defamate their character or whatever the case may be and then after the fact you want to say like oh like yeah that didn't really happen or this didn't really happen like if it really happened it really happened if it didn't it didn't but if you're one of those women that kind of like i'm gonna walk that fence because i know pretty much until like the details come out like people are gonna believe me then you fall in that category ancient women yeah with that though like i feel like you can like hmm i don't know how to explain it like that falls into the line of like being deceitful so like i feel like with women like we could be sneaky like very sneaky and lie about a lot of little shit that doesn't have to be like necessary i think like with with women like if we've mentioned this before okay to the point of this like lying and i know you're you don't we don't really want to talk about it but like women like to lie on men about rape and i know it's like a sensitive topic and we don't want to get too much into it because like you know i don't want anybody to ever feel offended um but women tend sometimes to lie on men and then no regardless as if the woman comes out later on down the line and says that this man was telling the truth his name is is his reputation is yeah. ruined just because yeah. it was in the same line or in the same story or whatever the case is because people don't really focus on the word accusation right they hear rape and it's like oh he raped someone exactly mm-hmm. so <clears throat> i think with that being said we talked about this before women that do that i feel like they should be like charged mm-hmm. they should like be uh penalized in some way for doing that like i never think that was um acceptable but again i think women are just like like liars deceitful like yeah you can be sneaky and it's a woman's world essentially like if we say something it's nine times out of ten gonna go that way let me come clean be honest with you guys from my opinion, I think men and women do wrong at about the same rate. I don't think it's majority of women. I don't think it's a majority of men. But I think women and men cheat, lie, steal at about the same rate. And I think Lay, you're a little biased to give men seventy and say it's less than <laughs> than to say it's less than a majority than women. I think that's out absurd, personally. But you can have your own opinion. But I'm gonna say at men and women at the same rate do wrong at about the same rate. And um, you think so? I think a hundred percent. Like I, I, I don't. It, it's hard for it's hard for me because like like she was saying, mm. you you understand things from like your personal realm, yeah, and then you see things that get like romanticized, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do we know? Like I've seen things where it's like, oh, guys say, well, women cheat more than men, and it's like, all right, that's so, not true. Exactly, you not feel true. me? But it's like, one, where'd that study come from? Who's taking a survey to say, like, oh, yeah, I cheated this year? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how does how do you get that information? That's to even if it's, like, on the other hand, like, how do you know mm-hmm. men would cheat more than women? Like, because mm-hmm. there's men that's out there cheating that's not getting caught. They're not a part of the percentage. Yeah. There's men out there that are being accused of cheating or 
may have gotten broken up with for cheating and that might have not been the case. Mm-hmm. They might be a part of that percentage. So it's like kind of misrepresentation on both sides. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people let their scope of the world get into the like like I play think, into the mix. I think I think most people, especially if you're not trained, even though people trained do it too, most people are caught up in their own beliefs, assumptions, and biases. Yeah. I think that's how most people operate. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look at things on a grand scale, yeah, there's some, and that's what, there's some people don't know, there's some studies that are absolutely terrible. Like, I've read how some studies were done, and they were just done completely terrible. Yeah. You know, the, the, the data isn't reliable. But when you look at human behavior, and you have, I'm talking years and years and thousands of years, I'm talking biblical at this point, where mm-hmm. you can really watch how people have studied human behavior and came to certain opinions about human behavior. And I can tell you, in my opinion, from what I've learned, women and men, they do things at the wrong, I mean, uh, they do wrong about the same rate. So for us to be like, oh, women are all good, for us to say men are all good, you're lying to yourself. I think both sides are guilty of things. Both sides need to accept that we're not perfect. Both mm-hmm. sides need to be like, yo, wow, I've done some things in my wrong, I know you've done things in your wrong, let's work together. Let's stop saying this ain't shit. It's because it's not true. Yeah. If you if you could really be like men ain't shit, women ain't shit, I think you're not looking at what you've probably done in your own life and what your whatever group you're claiming to have done wrong. Same thing with if you want to take it to male, female, race and everything. Same way how people could look at black people like, oh, black people have been to jail so much. They go to jail at such a higher rate. You know that's not true. White, black, we all do crime at about the same rate as well. Just one group is policed a lot tougher than the other group. Yeah. Simple. Because it's, it's rough when it get, gets into that, like, um, it's like, a, I, for, I forgot who said it, but it's like a mod. It's like, what you know is what, you know is what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you, well, I'm not saying every man you met wasn't shit. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. I know you've experienced a man that, mm-hmm. obviously, because you spoke about before a man on here that you Say you might have fumbled the bag with and that mm-hmm. he was a nice guy and stuff like that. So he wouldn't fall in that category. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So if you had a conversation with a girl that she only had men that treated her great. And she's like, oh, no, like all men are great. Like you both would be having a conversation, mm-hmm. but it would be from the standpoint of like what y'all experienced. Yep. And y'all both would be wrong because she doesn't know that there's men out there that get women pregnant and leave them. She doesn't know there's men out there that beat them, that cheat on them, that do all these crazy things. And then... You, like I said, not that you don't know that, but mm-hmm. a person speaking from absolute. Because I know when you say men ain't shit, you're not sick because you have a father who is shit. So you know that there's men. You have uncles and cousins. Shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So you have people in your life that are positive representation of positive yeah. men. So I know that you know that, and I know that you're not all the way. Say, for the people yeah. who don't know lay, you feel me? That yeah. but, but so you, you having that understanding versus a person who's like, Order, like they're like no like I've been with three men they got me pregnant they beat on me they did this they did that their scope of that and they don't have any positive representation yeah. I think that's what we have to be careful and, and then, we have to and leverage both too. sides and this is what I, I told you guys before about us having a responsibility because <clears throat> the way I see it yeah we <clears throat> might know what she means and we might know like but now when we're speaking to an audience who's going to tap in and click and just listen we have to be mindful and be like no not men aren't shit listen guys I've had really bad experience with some men and listen, most of the men I've dealt with in my life are bad. And I've had terrible experience with them. But I can tell you guys, not all men aren't shit. And you guys should still have faith and go out there and talk to men and trust some men. But be better at selecting the men you talk to. I feel like that does way more good than us just getting on here saying, men ain't shit, women ain't shit. Because it's not true. Yeah. And we, we have a responsibility as a group to give that back to people who are listening to us. And yeah. that's how I feel. And that's why 
you know, I'm not going against Lady Knows. I'm not attacking her. Like, that's why I press it so hard. Like, nah, men ain't men. No, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, when I say men ain't shit, like, it's just, like, funny. Like, yeah. men yeah. ain't shit. But, like, but we, come we, on here all the time and I tell you guys, like, X, Y, and Z or X, Y, and Z. Like, there have been good men. There have been bad men. From my eyes, it just seems like there is a little bit more ain't shit than women. <laughs> like, I'm not lighting that yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Lay doubling so, down on that shit, no, but man. I, but the way she said it just now, to me, is so much more impactful like, than the first way. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I completely yeah, understand. You guys, I always but, come on here and talk about my dad and yeah. talk about good men that I've experienced and I've experienced bad men. Like, mm-hmm. y'all know that. And when I say men and shit, like, for the most part, it's me on here just popping shit like men ain't shit like but i've we've all had good experiences and bad experiences it's just how we go moving forward you just know what you like and what you don't Mm -hmm. because there's somebody out there that grew up with a trust fund and they were sheltered and they vacationed every month and they're gonna tell you what do you mean the world's perfect there's no issues racism what's that yeah. So it's just what you know is, is what you know is what Racism, you've experienced and getting to these experiences yeah. is moving on to our next topic. So this was a hot topic on the Internet. You know, people love running with trends and shit like that. So they're running with this red flag trend. Um, little red background. Flag, red flag, it was red just flag. people were giving situations or <laughs> <laughs> statements that people were made like like a guy saying like, oh, you showered without me. <laughs> <laughs> red flag you feel me like I so people, yeah. i i thought i thought this this trend was actually hilarious mm-hmm. yeah because you just you get to see what people deem as problematic mm-hmm. and some of these things were completely valid and some of these are just like all right clearly you you're the only one that feels like that yeah i, sh- I shouldn't even get that many so, and, and is that and is that beneficial because it's dope because like someone could say something stupid and and immediately the world could be like what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, I wonder how that person reacts though. That, per- but ooh, we're gonna talk about it later with the Dave Chappelle thing. Yeah. That could actually have negative effects with you know that mm-hmm. story. Yeah. yeah but then yeah. I sometimes if someone could maybe I don't know how many people do is like, wow, I'm really tripping for this. I'm gonna change this belief. <laughs> how often you think that happens? We, we we talked about that. Like when you break when everyone <laughs> in the room is talking about like yo you ever and you think it's something that's specific to you and everyone agrees it's like the best feeling They're like yo yo i do that too yeah. and then when you have that one boy like yo yeah i have a uh da, 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 and then everybody's like like what you talking about <laughs> <laughs> i ain't never do that in my life that nigga just be like oh yeah, yeah like sorry so like nah the, a, a lot of ones i've seen were funny a lot of the ones i've seen were uh like you had some people doing like more political ones and shit like that but it was a it was a really good exercise. Do you, do you guys think a political party is a red flag? Personally, personally, like if somebody up, says they have a straight, political straight party, straight opinion. Like someone's like, I don't like. Say someone had a complete opposite political views. Could you date them? No. Really? I think Mm-mm. being too opposite doesn't work. Not too much on yeah. one side is a red flag. Because mm. if you're so much on one side that you're not even trying to understand yeah. the other side, you're just like anything that comes over from over I, there is nonsense. Okay. I don't okay, want to okay, hear okay. nothing yeah. they're saying because they're idiots. That's a red flag. Yeah, you're like, an idiot. You don't even you don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> what if they're saying something like, "Hey, this yeah. is beneficial for both of us." Nope. <laughs> you know, like, wait, wait. I like that. I like that. It's the it's the radicalness. Yeah, of it, right? that's 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 red I, what flag. I also don't like is like when people say to themselves like, "Oh, they're a Democrat. I can't talk to them. Oh, they're a Republican. I can't talk to them." Someone's like, mm-hmm. "All all all Democrats want socialism," or someone's like, "All Republicans are racist." 
It's to me, true. you're you're both. Uh, that's not true. Like that's that not just true. comes with like the ignorance of the world, though. Yeah. Like people don't people aren't ever like really. We talk about this all the time. People aren't ever really like educated or yeah. like really know what the fuck they're talking about. So mm -hmm. they kind of just be like, yeah, this is this. Like ev everything's so topical to everybody. Yeah. So they'll be like, yeah, this is this, this is this, and like I just don't like it. But when you start asking more questions, like. So, like, what is it that you really, like, are not understanding? Like, yeah. how did you understand, how did you get uh, racism, like, from Republicans? Like, where did you mm. find that out? Like, you know, mm -hmm. type shit. So, it's just, like, I don't know. If you if you going into a conversation, too, no matter what it is, <coughs> with your mind made up already, right. like, there's really no need for the conversation. Because you're, <laughs> you're not, right. you're not even trying right. to live, like, if I'm like, all right, I think this person is doing up to some sneaky shit or they're cheating or doing whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And I go into the conversation, I'm like, tell tell me in this conversation why you cheated instead of trying to figure out if they cheated. Like the whole conversation, anything other than what you want to hear is going to seem like a lie because yeah. you already have your mind made up that that's the truth. Yeah. So if it's like, if it's not going to be beneficial to both parties, that's why sometimes you got to be like, uh, with red flags, like... You have to. What's a red flag, and what is something that's completely like a deal breaker between us? Because a red flag. you have you have to realize, like, all right, that may be a red flag. Might be like, all right, that might be a problem in the future, but a deal breaker might be like, nigga, I can't deal with that in any type so of a, way. A red flag would be like, I wouldn't even approach the person. I wouldn't even talk to them. Nah, like I think a red flag is just like, like but, we're dating, and you say something, I'm like, okay, no run. Yeah, yeah, you're you're kind of you just like red flag is almost like a mental note almost. Uh, and if okay, enough, okay, if you okay. get enough of them shits, you're like, all right, fuck it. If someone, I don't know so many people that sell on the first red say, flag. All right, so for me, parent issues. If you have issues with like really strong issues with your parents, like that's say a red flag. that's a red flag to me. I understand that though. Yeah, I I think that is that's definitely one now. Um, I would say if you a red flag for me is like how affected you are. About like things that happen to you, and like mm. how you carry it. So like if you're at yeah. work and fucking Joanne, that's just in accounting, she said some sneaky shit in the break room, and now you're coming home at six o'clock with a whole attitude because of that. Like yeah, come home, be annoyed by it, get it off your chest. But if you lit, don't fucking talk to like you know what I mean? like hold up, you let Joanne, you let Joanne ruin your whole goddamn day. <laughs> that's a waste of a fucking Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think a red flag would be. I've dated a lot of guys that like to. I don't know. Rush, I guess. Rush things. Rush things. Yeah. Mm. But not only rush things like between us, but just like rush things with like life. Mm. Like it wasn't. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's no, I know like, exactly what you're saying. More of like comparing compares, comparing their lives. I know, yeah. I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. Things like that to kind of turn me off. Because it's like, I feel like we're all kind of on our own journey. And like, you work hard for where you're at. So I feel like you should take your time. But that that's a that's a big red flag. So, I mean, I'm going to ask a question. Because I think what I saw too was like, people were talking about red flags. But no one was talking about like the mitigation of them. So what if someone's like, yeah, I, I really have issues with my parents. Like what I said, I have issues with my parents, but weren't therapy working on it. 
mm-hmm. is it still a red flag? Mm, that's interesting. How do you feel about that? Because that's what you said. I think it would make me feel better about the situation. Like maybe the flag went yellow. <laughs> 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 the flag went to yellow because it could yellow because maybe they're not consistent in their parents' therapy for a week and they just never go back. All right, back to red. But they're going strong. Things are getting better. They've been in therapy for you know a week, went to eight months, and now that's a green flag. So yeah. it turns yellow. Uh, red. Another red flag for me is someone who has a problem with everything. Mm. Like, uh, like why is it raining? Like that type of person? Oh, it's raining. Oh my god, bro! If you have an issue with everything, bro, I'm like, my nigga, what doesn't bother you, bro? Like, yeah, just chill everything bothers you. Like, t- to me, you got, you know, you got your little pet peeves. You got your whatever. Like, people are set in their ways. I, I completely understand that. Yeah. But for you to be on some shit, like you, like, like everybody's like, yo, I want to get pizza. You want pizza again, my nigga? What? I just happy to. We just happy. Like you're you're the only you combat everything. You got a problem with everything. Like oh, that to me yeah. is a red flag. Guy or girl. To me, mad that's just annoying as hell. Aggie complaining all the time. Yeah, I, I hate complainers. It, it, I'm, I don't know if this is crazy. Wait, actually, ladies, your turn. I'm sorry. No. Wait, did I, is it? Who turn? No, you. It's no turns. Okay, go. I was gonna say. <laughs> it's no turns, <laughs> bro. When people are overly, overly emotional, people. Oh man. Mm. Like both ends. Like say someone losing two k. What the fuck? Like start throwing. Sh- I yeah. can't be around you. Or say something happens, you just start crying. It's like. <laughs> like what awkward. are you doing? You, you know what I always found comical? What? When you tell an angry person they're emotional, and they get even angrier, it's like I just told you you're emotional, which means you display emotions. And to combat that, you showed more emotion. <laughs> I know emotion. <laughs> like, I ain't emotion. Is angry not an emotion? If you're an angry person, you're emotional. Emo- they think emotional means like crying and like sad all the time. That's one emotion. Yeah, people right. are out of their mind. People don't understand that, though. Emotional like, intelligence. EQ. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah. We should make a um, course. I can't deal with, like, people crying. I know that kind of sounds, like, insensitive, but, like... If you start crying to me, Jason was like, "No." <laughs> Jay shook his head in the background, like, nope. kinda, "Is that an agreement?" I'm like, uh, "I was, I was shaking my head about something else." Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of like one of those people, like, <laughs> "It's okay." Yeah, me, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sometimes yeah. too, I'm just, I what really gets me because you guys know at times I could be insensitive. I'm working on it. When people cry for something that seems like no reason, yeah. oh yeah. my god, I'm just like. In my head, I'm like, I want to feel sorry for you. And, like, you know, it's okay. But in my head, I'm like, I actually don't feel sorry for you. So I got to try and, like, fake my feeling sorriness for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a fixable offense. <laughs> I hate I hate people that, like, find problems. Like, it, some things are so easy to fix. Like, people yes. that go crazy when, like, their tires pop and shit like that. Yeah. Like, bro, just Relax, take a deep breath, call you don't the police. Get it. Like this is my third flat tire this yeah, month. Like, you got a car. Yeah. I pop a tire <laughs> maybe once a month, like on some regular shit. Like, you need to get that checked out later. Like, yeah, I probably <laughs> should not have my license right now, but oh, like wait, what? Yeah, I can't drive. <laughs> what like, she what she said? We was all in the car with <laughs> <when laughs> <I laughs> her. They did not get this information before we hopped in the whip. Yeah. Facts. Yeah, I made it here safe though. Yeah, you so did. She's a great driver, by the way. She really is a great driver. Jason, I get a ride home. Yeah, but like it's just like little shit, and they make little shit into big shit. Like just, yeah. just chill. Like things are fi- life, 
life that's the that's the most precious thing that we have chances and we we're able to make mistakes and fix them and right now we're in stages of our life that we can fix things thankfully like you know we're still in the process of growing we're not like so far so old that like you know yeah. we kind of just wasted all of our lives like mm-hmm. god bless yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like Facts. We have time. Yeah, that's that's definitely a red flag for me too. Like pessimistic people. Yeah. Cause oh. I'm I'm not saying I'm the most optimistic person. Yeah. Right. But I don't if I feel pessimism, I don't display it. Like I'm never gonna listen to someone to, unless like well, it's situational. But I don't listen to people say things about stuff and I'll be like, Oh, you know what? That's not gonna work because of this, or that's not gonna work because yeah. like you might say to me, like, I might have an idea, and you'd be like, all right, you have to look out for these things. Mm-hmm. Or you, you feel me? That's a, that's that's different. That's more of a roadmap than you being like, that's not going to work. Yeah. You're not giving the person why. You're not giving the person a reason why it's not going to work. Yeah. You're not offering any solutions into how to make it work. Like, yeah. a person that just does shit like that, like, I can't I can't be around. You know what gets me people, too? Because, and going off your point, people who try to say, oh, I'm not a pessimist. I'm just real. I'm a realist. <laughs> You're a real dumbass. You're cat. <laughs> You're a bro. real dumbass. Because like to lay like to your point where give an example, someone could be like, "Oh no, I'm not being pessimistic. I'm just being real." Like someone would be like, "Yo, you're in a football. Hey, you're in a football game. This is a real simple example. You're in a football game. You're down 14, start of the fourth quarter. Someone like, man, this game over. We lost.'" And I'm like, "Bro, what are you talking about? Like, it's not true. we got a whole fourth quarter left to win the game. Like, we gotta have more than two possessions. Right. We can still win. Like, but I'm just being real. People don't come back down 14." Like, to me, that's not being realistic. That's being a pessimist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you feel yeah. me? But being real, to be like, man, I can't believe 100,000 people just died. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was but... <laughs> Yo, my fault. If someone's like, yo, 100,000 people just died. Being, it's not being pessimistic to, to state that. That's real. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's just real. It's not being pessimistic, but I hate people who try to get those two confused. Yeah. We also live in a generation. A generation where like it's very easy to like give up and like go on to something new than to just mm-hmm. like continue and like really stick through to what we want to do. You yeah, know what I mean? People, yeah. We're so like easy and so like easily influenced to be like, yeah, fuck that shit. Like we mm-hmm. can find something better or we can find what really is our niche. But like, how do you know something's your niche if you never bro. stick through with it? Bro, and even like, bro, we're such a, you could tell like we live, especially in America, we live in such a special time because right. our grandparents, when they were in their 20s, wasn't, they didn't have time to be like, well, just gonna see what I'm just not doing nothing right now. I'm just gonna wait until I find my passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bro, my grandpa told me he's working three jobs. Okay. There was no time to be sit around and do nothing. Like I just I'm just find my passion. Tw- Twiddle your thumbs around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not, not not just three jobs. Repeat what you said before. How many hours a week did he sleep? Bro, he said he was sleeping six hours a week. This is how different he was. He There's said, seven days in a week. Yeah, he said. He bro, didn't get a full hour a day. Bro, he's nuts. He said I have. He said, man, when I was young, man, I used to work three jobs and go to the bar. That's insane, bro. Yeah. God bless, bro. But God it's like, bless. They had a different. They had a different life. Like we have so many distractions. We're too comfortable. Yeah, like yeah. we don't care to like sit here and really like talk. We care to like sit on our toilet or like wake up in the morning and like get on our phones and sit there for an hour instead of like maybe getting up in the morning and be like, hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee? You want to go out? That's what they used to do. They used to get up 
and walk outside like the first thing they did was get up get ready walk outside get a newspaper get a coffee talk to the people mm. at the corner store yeah. like it was way way different than how times are now mm. now we get up we call people we you know get on social media it's different so I, that wait so like this is the average damn so this is the average person watching tv four four hours a day i i I think so. And then, how much time does people spend on their phones a day? Way more TV than that. Because I'm thinking, if you work three jobs, right? So most people work, most people work a job, have a job. So then, if they're spending four hours on their phone, and then four hours a day watching TV, that's another eight hours. So that's a whole nother full time job. Yeah. So that's possibly what could have been done. It could have been he probably four hours a day, twenty eight hours a week. He probably had one full time job. What about phone now? Because you got to add that to the phone. What, uh, phone usage? Yeah, how many hours do people spend on their screen? Because people watch screen TV time. and go on yeah, their screen. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you saying, Lay? Um, I said that's probably for, how it was split up. This is, for, this is for adults, so that's specific. But it says seven seven hours and 11 minutes is the average. On their screen phone? Time? Yeah. That's plus what I was going to say, six hours. Plus four TV hours. Nigga, your whole day is gone. Yeah. That's, yo. And I believe it, though, because you have to think, like, once you sit down... And you start scrolling, you look at the time and be like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that ever happens to you guys. But, like, a lot of the times that's why I delete my social media because, like, it's not that I I intentionally, like, you know, it's just like a force of habit. Picking it up, scrolling, putting it down. Picking it up, scrolling, putting it down. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, like, you just get into that, I guess, that motor like that motion and it's like you want to keep picking shit up and it's like so bad for you because your whole day goes wasted by and it's it's kind of hard to to like differentiate between like social media and reality for certain people Mm. because they'll think like their whole life is just like a post or or I, I, I'm going out to eat to this place because I saw it on TikTok or I'm doing this because I saw it here I'm doing this because mm-hmm. so it's like you start to start to like mix the two together and it becomes ugly and it's like to me I say something. I don't hold, hold on for, forget but like I don't I don't like hearing people use like things that are specific like slogans that like people are using on the internet and stuff like that because mm-hmm. like now it starts to become like your whole identity mm-hmm. is from an app Mm-hmm. Like oh, it's to this for me. It's that like all like all right. It's cool if things are like none of us were saying cat a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That's something that found its way into our vocabulary, and I'm fully aware of it. I'm fine with it. No but cat. you can't hear me say a sentence, and the whole sentence sounded like a Twitter post from like a few months ago. Yeah, but I, and I would say what I was gonna say is is you got to give some people you got to give people a little bit of grace because like naturally built into us, our subconscious mind can't tell the difference between what's real and fake. So say for instance, if you just imagine things are a certain way, mm-hmm. your subconscious automatically thinks it's real. Yeah. And you, your body reacts and you react that way. So you gotta give people a little bit of grace because it's kind of built into being human. And it kind of takes, uh, it takes a skill set to be like, I know this is fake, I know this is real. Like to, to separate the two actually takes a certain skill set. I would say give people a little bit of grace. In, in yeah, that area. it's it's tough. I, it, it is a skill though to I guess to, and it's sad that you have to say that mm-hmm. because it's just like it should be like especially our generation and, and like the generation like right before us like we got we got like all the technology and stuff like halfway through our lives like I remember yeah. we start we had like maybe like a leapfrog when we were kids like now they have fully immersive iPads and this and that. 
But now, now they have, like, fully... What happened? No, I was trying to get a picture, and I wanted your face in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to get, like, a candid... He was trying to get a picture. Yeah. And, 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 and this is, you know, I, I've been paying attention to this. I've been watching Jace work behind the scenes this whole time. <laughs> I really appreciate it. He's been taking photos, switching cameras. I know you guys don't see that, so we'll give him Facts. a shout-out. He's been working hard back there. Snaps he doesn't the just press record and lay back down, you know what I'm saying? So. I'm fucking screaming. Damn, sneak this one. That's crazy. What? No. <laughs> if no. you listen to this, you know who you are. No. Wow. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm it joking. Alright, and this week's song of the week is a very close family friend. Uh, my boy Marcus, you know, grew up three houses down from me. Uh, he's a tremendous singer, songwriter. Uh, his new album actually just released a few weeks ago. Um, it's called Rocket Equation. And this is not a single off the album, but this is a single. His new single is called All the Smoke. He goes by the name Teen AF. Uh, like I said, ama amazing vocal ability. The music is great. He makes like R&B, soul type of you know, alternative music. So it's very vibey. So, you know, it's, uh, you play it in the right settings, you know, re definitely relax and, and catch a vibe to that. So song of the week is Teen AF, All the Smoke. That's on all streaming platforms. Go listen to that and listen to it right now. First of all, girl, I'm trying to hit that. You say you love it when a nigga is honest. So fall in love, can you make me a promise? Been there, done that, seen it all. It can get a little messy when the feelings involved. Girl, don't be shy. Take them panties off and throw them on a nightstand. I know you've been hitting on the right man. Back it up just like a hype man. Cause I want all the smoke. I want all the smoke. I ain't just talking that shit, girl. Tell me if you don't. Crying when I'm sexing you yeah. All night, all night You've been looking for the right one I beat the pussy like Tyson That's all him right there. Um, once again, that was TNAF. That was his new single, All the Smoke. His uh, new album is out, Rocket Equation. Um, his home team right there, man. Support, support. Go listen. You know, stream the stuff. Uh, yeah, just see if, see if you like it, man. Um, it definitely has a very unique uh, music style. I would say he's, uh, he's, he's, he's very... Uh, through like his old projects and like to what he does now he's very versatile in what he can do um yeah i, I really enjoy his stuff always have right. right it was tough i liked it 
very vibey um definitely gives me like um hmm i don't want to say bright gives me more of like a frank vibe yeah like yeah. i would say like frank like are less you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. like that type of that type I of i feel good at that like music like that yeah definitely definitely enjoy yeah. it um but yeah that's a, that's a good thing about music and art it's all up for interpretation you know sometimes it's for people sometimes it's not um and speaking of art uh chris brought in something today he brought in a prompt that you know we wanted to talk about so uh chris give people little details on and what we were chatting about a little let early before pull, we started recording. Pull it up. All right, so this is the famous painting done by Michelangelo on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. So this is the famous painting of he has Adam's hand and God's hand touching, right? Like the fingers. Yeah, the fingers touching. So if you pay close attention to the to the uh, picture, the painting, mm-hmm. the right hand is supposed to be God's hand, the left hand is Adam's hand. God's hand in the painting is fully extended. But Adam's hand is not. It's almost he had he won't fully extend his whole hand to touch God's hand. If he t- if he fully extended his hand, he would touch God. So the Michelangelo did this to show the fact that God's hand is always extended. He's always trying to reach you. He's always there if you want him or need him in your life. But Adam's hand not being extended shows humans' negligence to extend their hand and actually reach out to God, go touch God, to be one with God, to really to have that relationship with God. So it's actually humans, the ones stopping themselves from having that relationship with God. And depending on what your religion is, a lot of them believe that the whole Presbyterian demigod is that there's a God within you. You're, you know, Christians say you're the, you're the son of God, or, you know, Jesus said in his, and when he spoke, he said, you know, Jesus and God, Jesus always said him and God were one, but then the Bible says, let the mind that was in Jesus be within you. Mm-hmm. So if the man believed he was one with God and he's saying, let the mind that was in Jesus be within you, it's mean having that connection. But most people don't do that. You know what I mean? And you know what that's associated with, a high level of conscience, being more empathetic, having high character, um, all these things that always get associated with having God-like. And Eastern culture thinks the same thing. You know, there's a God inside of us. So I thought that painting was so interesting because it's saying, wow, like we, if we ever want to as humans, we can always have that. But we're actually the ones holding ourselves back from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we like to make excuses, we like to blame outside sources, we like to say all these things. But in reality, we're the ones stopping ourselves from having that relationship. So I thought that shit was super interesting. So I shared it with you guys. Yeah. Would you guys consider yourselves um, religious or spiritual? I'm spiritual. Spiritual. I don't have a religion personally. I, I have a religion, but I don't subscribe to the um, the traditional religious practices um like i pray i i read um i i prefer um like devotionals and stuff like that over like just reading the bible back to front because like the devotional it'll tell you what the scripture is how to apply it um kind of give you like excerpts and like tell you what to look for to give you like prayer focus so I've read uh, two devotionals. My boy Noah got me into devotionals in prep school. So I definitely want to give a shout out to him for that. Because uh, along my journey, that, that's helped me out a lot. And I just feel like, you know, everybody has their own interpretation on how to, you know, interact with God. And 
you know, I, now, you know, it's a touchy subject to talk about religion, stuff like that. But w whatever your religious is, whatever the higher power is in your religion, I think it's important to, you know, keep that personal relationship. And like you said, like with the um the painting in the Sistine Chapel, it's important to realize that there's always someone above you that you can reach out to. And I think that what we kind of forget is we get lost in our own ways or people will be like, oh, you know, like why why does God have to do this or why does my life have to be like that? Why does this have to happen? And mm -hmm. things happen um, sometimes where it may seem like a really tragic event and within a scale, like he doesn't do anything mm -hmm. that isn't purposeful. So like you may be experiencing something that may seem like really like it's impossible to deal with. I can't go through this. I can't do this. I can't do that. But it's something that you can go through because you mm -hmm. were put here for a reason. And I yeah. think it's important to realize what that reason is and to keep yourself motivated on the everyday scheme to like, all right, I'm going to do this so I can be better. And mm -hmm. to me, I always kind of like, uh, realize with within my own culture and like my friend's culture is like the similarities. And I remember when I was younger, one of my friends, uh, his, his uh, dad had passed and I was at his house and he happened to be, um, you know, of the Muslim faith. And like his mom was like talking to us and he was telling us, he was like that, uh, he's saying, she was saying like, stay pure of heart. Cause like in the Muslim religion, it's like, they believe that babies are completely like sin free because babies can't sin. Of course, yeah. And that's why they say like yeah. babies can like tell auras and like if you pass a baby to a person, it's like a bad person. Like the baby start crying, stuff like that. Or you'll hear like kids talking about them seeing stuff because that is your closest relation to the outside realm because you just came within this mm -hmm, realm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So they're saying like the more things you do to sin and the more things you do of the flesh, you know, you get a veil over it and you start losing those abilities. And then eventually you start losing the abilities to see right from wrong. And then that's when your judgment comes. But the more you stay pure of heart, the more you'll have that connection with the other side. You'll be able to <clears throat> feel things and like, cause I, I don't know, like I, I feel like a lot of people that go through things and they made it out of that they kind of have a understanding of this is something that's not explainable and it's something that, you know, may not be of this earth, but I, I trust it. And that's why, you know, walk by faith, not by sight. It's not about you understanding it necessarily. It's about you trusting that it's there, trusting that it's there to protect you and understanding the fact that there's things that aren't understandable. You know, it sounds like it sounds cliche or it sounds weird, but you know, you have to trust in that. Like you have to, be able to walk down this path and just know, like, I don't care what's, I don't care if I can't see, I don't care whatever is going on down there. Like, I know I'm protected because, like, I'm prayed up. And then you have people for you, praying for you and that you, you know, pray for yourself. So I think all that stuff is definitely really important. Yeah. Um, in the picture, it had mentioned something about, like, um, free will. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting because, like, I feel like we have free will in a sense. Like, it's, like, um, I think big, big things in our lives are predetermined to happen to us. Like, those were meant for us to then decide how we'll move from that situation moving forward. I think a lot of our, our things have shifted us into the person that we are today. And either we could be this person that we are or we could be the other way that we could have been because i know we've all been in like in a rock and a hard place and we've like all kind of gotten our way and found our light 
mm-hmm. or whatever. So I feel like to that extent, that's free will. But some things I feel like are predetermined. Like you kind of like meant for us to happen. Like some things are meant for us to experience. Yeah. Everybody's journey is different. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. So it's definitely always important to remember those things and that you have. <clears throat> I mean, depending depending on what you subscribe to, you know, you have things around you set in place, whether it be family, uh, faith, even something as simple as like you know going to work out. It just a commit. Every I feel like everybody needs a commitment to something. Mm-hmm. Like even people who are bad people, like they kind of commit to. You know, being the best criminal they can be. But <clears throat> everybody needs to be able to commit to, like, working out, you know, faith, what it, what it doesn't matter what it is. Some people commit to the wrong things, which are, you know, the issues. Some people pick up a bottle and commit to that. Some people commit to, you know, adultery and shit like that. But you have the ability in the free will to choose what you're associating yourself with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the reflection of you as a person comes from within those choices. So, like... We decided to commit to doing a podcast, coming in every week, trying to better ourselves, trying to further our thinking, trying to understand things, trying to have conversations for other people for transparency. And so that people can see, like, you know what? These are a group of kids because even though we all like to feel like we're grown, we are kids in the Mm -hmm. grand scheme of the world. But these are a group of kids that, you know, are trying to find their way or they're trying to figure out how they fit in the, 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 the scheme of how things are. And, you know, we are not... You not a super city girl. We not, you know, city boys and shit like that. But we also not like super, you know. Mm-hmm, so it's like mm-hmm. kind of like drifters. So it's like right. seeing that and having that ability for people to, you know, come and like be a part of your journey. Mm-hmm. I feel like even that, like that's something that you commit to being a positive. You know, we've committed to football. You guys have committed to lacrosse before. So yeah. it's yeah. just don't commit your time to the wrong things and don't yeah, a, have those energies around you. Yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a personal uh, big believer in free will. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think I believe in free will so much because if you look at all the companies or all the people in the world or all the government bodies who are trying to control your free will, I think that lets you know just how important and how powerful it really is. I think a lot of people don't take enough responsibility for their lives and they're so quick to put it on third parties that they never really grasp the true power they have. And that's in free will. Mm -hmm. Like your life is made regardless of what happens to you like a lot of things are out of your control but your life is going to be what you make of it you know what i mean and i don't care what position you're putting in life i think the more responsibility you take for your life the more like true control you have over so you could be born in a bad situation but if you just harp on the fact that you were born in a bad situation and always give responsibility to the outcome of your life on that bad situation then you you're only going to get what life gives you. Right. But if you're someone who goes, you know what, I'm going to be made and, and broken on the choices I make in life. And you really set out on that. And you really, every decision you make in your life, you really think about it. You'll end up where you want to be. You know what I mean? But I don't think, I think all that is bent on free will. You know, you look at the government, companies, that's what they're, when they market to you, when they advertise, they want your free will. They want to be able to control what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just the fact that they're really fighting and spending billions of dollars to, for that lets you know, like, damn, my free will is worth billions of dollars. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy. To, to me, that makes it makes it easy for me to think about. Like, yeah, wow. it's, it's funny when you think about putting, like, a price tag on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But those things, are, those things are really important just because it's human nature 
to want to be able to do for self, you know? And it's not... So it's not I feel like it's it's not uncommon for people to feel like they don't have control over their lives, but I feel like it's very it's a it's a very like I don't know, naive way of thinking that you don't think that you could completely control everything that goes on around you. Like yeah. you choose what when to wake up, you choose when to talk to certain people, you you, you choose so many things organically in your life. So I don't do like compound effect like how do you think all these small choices yeah don't add up to you ultimately wanting to yeah. be your why, own person and back to the whole the latest previous question about religion that's why like i don't have a religion i feel like i'd be a fraud if i told someone i had a religion because i learned so much about god from other religions that weren't christianity you know what i mean i listened to like taoist and buddhist and uh i watch a lot of videos of muslim speakers like uh, malcolm x or any other um, farrakhan i watch their videos you know i've read uh, merely Christianity. I've read the Bible, like I've read Proverbs, like so. I've gotten so much insight. from insight from different religions that they all help me see and understand better what God is. And like for Eastern mm-hmm. philosophy, some of them believe that like the same word we use for God, if you translate them, they would use for like the way, like the way things are going, like the way in God, like the way of the path, like. And they believe like sometimes you gotta really like if you get quiet and like say you press like prayer, if you get quiet. Spend some time to yourself, block out the surrounding world and really get quiet and think to yourself. That's when you'll really start to get hidden, like people say, like you get miracles, you get hidden messages. Because when you get so quiet that there's no other outside distraction, like I was talking about before, like sitting off your phone, like, and you really just get to yourself, things will start popping up in your head. You'll mm-hmm. start seeing things for what they truly are. You might remember or notice things you never noticed before. And you'll really leave those sessions like, wow, this is the way my life is like. This yeah. is why my life is this way. And right. then you'll see like, holy sh- it's because of this decision, this decision, this decision, this decision. The way of all those decisions led up to this. And now you can start seeing, okay, I want to get this goal up here. The way of my decision is going to lead up to that. And if you learn how to harness that and in certain moments when there's like a fork in the road, and my grandpa was telling me about this when I, when I went to Virginia, he goes, everyone believes there's a fork in the road. Like, you got to go left or right. Because I've learned in my 74 years to, at the fork in the road, just stop and start to think mm-hmm. about where does this road lead? Where does this road lead? Do I, wanna, do I want the result of this down the future? And you stop and think to yourself, and then you can start going through the proper way. And life doesn't have to be such this struggled entanglement of like frustration and aggression because you can relax and realize how things are going are the way things are supposed to be. Yeah. And the way things are supposed to be is what's going to get you to where you want to go, but you need to slow down and stop and think to yourself and say, okay, I don't need to fight and tussle with the moment. I need to work with the moment, and working with the moment is going to get me to where I want to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's what a lot of these religions are trying to teach people and saying become one with God because the more you become one with God, one with reality, one with what's really going on, you'll make way better decisions and end up in a way better life. And life doesn't have to be so stressful, so hard, mm-hmm. so much friction, because you're fighting against the way things are and you can't change the way things are. So you're so busy fighting against it that you're not working with it. Yeah. And it makes life way more difficult than it has to be. You know. Mm-hmm. But I've learned that from so many different religions that I can't just be like, I'm a Christian. Yeah. Be lying. I think understanding that too, like even the people that don't necessarily subscribe to religion, like you look at something as simple as like science, right? 
Uh, well, it's not simple, but you look at something like science and they have like placebo effects. It's like, oh, you get somebody mm. a pill, they think that it does this, so they'll start doing things and they'll believe it. Like those power balance bands and all yeah. that stuff, right? And it's like, maybe these, even if you don't believe what they believe in or you think that what they believe in is a fluke, their beliefs mm-hmm. of going out into the world, knowing that they're divinely protected, saying that there's a, someone that has a plan for me and it's, a, and it's the best for me and I can go out and if I apply myself and I do mm-hmm. positive things and do good onto the world, yep. good things will happen to me. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad idea regardless of what you put it in. Even if it wasn't to 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 um to in regards of a how, higher power. If you just went out into that as a practice in your everyday life, that's something good. But then you also have the other side of it where there's the people that you give them the placebo uh, and they think that it's too much of it. Like the people that think like, you know, I, I have to go out and I have to live every single day. Like, no, you're, it's okay. I'm not saying you're supposed to sin, but there's a reason that you have prayer, that you can repent for your sins because there's that gray area of God understanding that these things are going to happen. You're going to, because you have to live your life to see, I shouldn't have went down that path. Like, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. So you understanding those things are only putting you in a position to better those things for yourself. Like, you understand, like, I can't do this because it's like that. Like, it's a Tuesday. I'm not even going to go out. I'm not going to, because I know I need to have my, my myself set for yeah. my week. Like, you know from experience, because you probably went out on a Tuesday before. And you've done some some shit, and you're like, damn, now it's a Wednesday, and I, I've my, it fucked my whole week up. Yeah. You feel me? So you have to go through certain things to understand that. So I think for most people, you have to understand that it's not just about, you know, serving a God. As, as well as whatever, you know, your, your religious practice are. It's also about serving yourself. And if mm-hmm. you view yourself as a child of God, and if you view yourself as a person, just in general, you want to put yourself in the best position to succeed. Yeah. And if you feel like he has that plan for you, why wouldn't you want to follow his yeah, plan? Yeah, and bro, and to your point, bro, I don't think most people even know that. Like, I don't think a lot of people truly know their religion. Like, I think a lot of Christians don't know what the definition of sinning is. And it's like, how could you truly be in the faith if you don't even know what one of the major words in your religion means? Like, yeah. sinning, if you really translate it back to original word, means to miss the mark. That's what it means. So you really take that into account. Oh, wait, so when I'm sinning, I'm missing the mark. I'm missing the mark of maybe the life I want to live. I'm missing the mark of being someone of high character. I'm missing the mark of reaching my goal. Like, I'm just missing the mark. But to miss the mark doesn't mean you can't redirect your aim and yeah. fix it. You know what I mean? But people have such a misconception. Like, they sin and they're like, oh my God, I'm a terrible person. I'm like, it's like, whoa, wait a minute now. <laughs> you know, were you listening? Or if, human. How many Christians have really read the Proverbs and really applied what it's telling them to apply? Mm-hmm. If you did, there are a lot of things that, and mistakes that we make now that even as America, as a Christian society, you're like, you guys are not reading this because it yeah. tells you don't do it. Like, it gives you advice. That's what it's about. It's like, hey, a wise man has many counselors. You know, uh, talks about finding a good woman. It talks about what it means to be a good man. It talks about, and it's like all these things. It talks about not being lazy. It's about waking up early in the morning to get your work done. Mm-hmm. All in Proverbs. And to, to piggyback off your point, it's, you have to listen to those keywords because you have to understand what is meant by that, right? Yeah. And what's meant by that is they don't say don't do bad things. Bible doesn't say don't be bad. Don't be a terrible person. It always talks about flesh, 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 right? Because a human doesn't understand 
it's flesh because like that's just your animalistic instincts. Mm-hmm. So when you stray away from your flesh and you realize that this is just a vessel and like my spirit what mat- is, is what matters and you look to raise your spirit and have like divinity about yourself and you look at yourself in a light, you're like, yo, I have, have to hold myself to a higher standard because like you said, you're missing the mark. Mm-hmm. So when you're living in the flesh, it's not that you're living bad. Yeah. You're living like a person that doesn't understand. And even yeah. that, they leave room mm-hmm. to make sure, you feel me, that you can you can come back from that. So, mm-hmm. you know, with, we definitely just got religious. But without getting too religious, you know, I think. spiritual. Yeah. <clears throat> that, yeah, spiritual, not religious. But um, like, at, like, like we were talking about, the, the, the painting. It's important to understand those things that are set for you in your life. And to understand that the free will choices that you have. Mm-hmm. And with those choices come certain outcomes. Now, with certain decisions that you make within free will, you know, you have to live with those certain decisions. And something we were talking about earlier to segue, uh, we were talking about, you know, having kids, having children with people. And if people love to make the the whole premise that, oh, I, the person that I had a child with is this and they're that and then all this other stuff, right? And I was having a conversation yesterday uh, with my brother's girl, who my brother has children with, and we were speaking about a situation, and then she was saying that like how she knows so many situations where girls like have, like, m- m- uh, babies with men or males because like, you don't even want to call them men because they don't act like men, but babies with males sense. and. <laughs> They could be just doing crazy shit. And then she was saying that, like, you'll, she'll hear people say stuff like that. Like, oh, I didn't choose them. or the, and, I, and I said to her, I'm like, what people don't realize is, like, people will have a baby with someone four five months into being with them, right? Mm-hmm. And we spoke about it here before. The cupcake phase is literally a phase of Yatsu just capping. That's when they're like, oh, when the, when, when the cupcake phase is over, that's when y'all start arguing this. And it's like, no, when y'all when y'all put out real shit. what real yeah, what's really yeah. y'all, and you figure out that what the person I'm dealing with is not the person that I want to be with, and it's not just the idea of the person, that's when that phase is over. Yeah, that's why we was having a conversation on the last episode, and we we're saying if you have these conversations flat, it may seem like a lot. But if you can weed that shit out early, early, you'll know how a person is and you won't have to go through that whole cupcake phase. Waste your time. So you'll be in a cupcake phase with someone. Oh, this person is everything I need. They're everything I want. You have a baby with them. And then after that, they're like, oh, yeah, she just got crazy after she had the baby. No, no she didn't. She was like that. She was like that. <laughs> like, or even vice versa. Like, oh, yeah, after I had the baby, he did this or he wasn't doing that. Mm. He he brought his PS5 to the to the. Uh, uh, hospital and was playing 2K while you was giving birth. You knew him. <laughs> you knew I that. I would kill a nigga. <laughs> but that's see, that's why I can't do it. See, that's what you gotta know. Like she's saying, like that that shit that phase ends when you start telling the truth. Like when you really start saying, like, yo, when you say this, this, and this, I really don't like it. Yeah. And then you see how that person reacts to you saying that. If they're like, well, I don't care, yada yada yada, this and then that, and if they're like, oh, you don't like when I do that, well, let's you know, let's talk about it. Let's figure something out. Let's. You know what type of person that is. But if you, the whole time, just, you know, you guys are just not really just having fun, just, you know, having sex, having fun, you know, whatever they say. Yes, baby. Yes, okay. 
I mean, eventually it's gonna come out. Like when you start living, it's gonna come out. So you better develop well just get it out early. You yeah. know what I mean? As soon as possible. Why wait? What? What's that? Just uh, waste your time with me. Like <laughs> you want me doing that for the rest of your life? You that know? Is. Especially with us. Like we're you know we're getting. 25 Dang, 27 20, no oh now we get into the we get into the kids time it's time for kids and everything but it was it was kids. always confusing to me how how light it was for people to just be like oh you're like i'm having a kid like to that not only is that a life-altering event crazy right but you're bringing another life into this world and then you have Person. to cooperate with somebody to raise the child to be a decent human being yeah, man. Like, that is not something that's like a little. That's not a little. Like damn, your brother had a kid. Like no, your life just changed, life. bro. You just brought what you are right now. You just brought that into the world. That's bro. what yeah. you bring. So bro. it's like I don't understand how people just see it as just like. Fishing. You feel me? We are irresponsible sometimes. You know, sometimes people yeah. slip up, make mistakes, whatever the case may be. Okay, but just just how casual it is of just like people just and it's like yo, you need to make sure. Is a person that, God forbid, something happens to you, you're completely 100% sure this person is capable of raising your child, whether you're male or female. Yes, you feel me? Not, not only that, you have to make sure this is a person that has the patience, the the capability of understanding. The, the There's so many factors that go, like Chris was talking about it. For me, we ain't going to give too much detail, but Chris was talking about a situation where he was saying that he doesn't like how people tr- try to like they'll treat their kids as burdens as if they didn't choose to have a child right and it's like i mean you could you could definitely go uh go more in depth into it but like i i i completely agreed with him because i'm Absolutely. like bro that, that it makes no sense and it's like it's not like someone dropped it off on you like your your aunt, <laughs> your, your aunt was you like yo Yo, I know you had plans tonight, but I need you to babysit your little cousin. All right, that's something you can't control. All right, yeah, they just dropped them off on you, whatever. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, you had sex, you saw the test, you knew what sex. You happened. waited nine months, you pushed them out, you changed the diapers, and you decided like, to have sex unprotected. Yeah, so it's like, bro, and you decided not to be on birth control. Come on, bro, and, and you, you decided decide not to take that plan B, and you decided, you know. To, to yeah, and then you decided not to get away for adoption, mm-hmm. and then you decided to start raising it. A lot of factors, man. What? And then you decided to live honestly, in Texas. Honestly, I, no, I don't I'm care. Joking. Listen, I, I, I that would, I'm sorry. Guys. I know how people go. Listen, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how. What, what'd you say? I, I said and then you decide to live in Texas. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> but bro, for real, I, I don't. I don't want to disrespect nobody, bro. But I think jokes, guys. You're better to give the kid up for adoption and then sit there and treat the kid like a burden for the. Yeah, because now you're gonna raise an adult who's gonna have me- who's gonna need therapy. Mm-hmm. Just be miserable. Like the kid's gonna need therapy now because you were a terrible mother to it for 18 years. Yeah. Just give the kid up to a, a family that can't have kids and is praying to God they get a child. You know what we don't talk about often what? too. Like women and their daughters, like it seems like there's like um, it seems like it it there's like a disconnect with like women and their daughters. Like it like they'll they'll be softer and like more gentle with their sons before they're with their daughters. Like mm-hmm. it's very um, like I know a, a couple girls and including myself like i love my mom to death that's my girl and i know she'll do anything for me but like it's it's oftentimes like a power struggle and even like when you're younger like it's always like a 
Like, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain. Let me ask you you a question then. Yeah. So I was watching, I was doing a podcast or I was listening to something on YouTube where they were talking about that. And they said sometimes with mothers is like, they'll be really soft on the the boy is they think about maybe all the relationship the mother might've had in their life and all the interaction they had with men. Mm-hmm. And and it might have been bad, like maybe you know that patriarchy type of mindset. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. then try to raise the son to be the opposite of that. I've never thought of that. Well. More soft, more. Mm-hmm. And then for women, they might be like, "Wow, like maybe growing up, how they felt like they were too soft or something." So they try to make their daughters smarter yeah. and stronger, assertive. Do you, yeah. do you agree with that? Yeah, um, I could see that most definitely. Mm-hmm. Overcorrection can always be a problem, though. Yeah, my mom is super like super crazy on me, like. You gotta do this. You gotta be like this. Do that. But like, as far as my little brother, that nigga be straight cooling. <laughs> Come in the house, he tell her to make him him some dinner, and she go and make him some dinner. I come in the house uh, at my grown age, and I just moved back in with my parents. Why did that? I don't even fucking know. Cause you human, and you got things that you dealing with. Whatever, but. I'll come in the house and my mom be like, where you was at? My little brother be gone all day and nobody asked him where the fuck he was at. Is that, so co- is that like, cultural though? I, um, I, I would say for Caribbeans. Yeah. I was gonna I was ask, gonna, I'm asking, is that cultural? Yeah, I was going to say that. Like maybe for Caribbean people, like, or like, yeah, Caribbean people. Because I feel like for the most part, culturally or like morally, like we all kind of have like the same... Mm-hmm like ground because i feel like i don't know if it's right or wrong but as you're saying it like i could tell like in my head i was like i would want to know where my daughter's at but i really wouldn't care too much where my son's at yeah. i feel like I, you know why in my head i'm just like i feel like uh, my son's he can handle himself he gonna take care of what he need to take care of. if he get in a fight he got my daughter i'm like oh my god my daughter's out there like yeah, you know what i mean she could take care of herself if you teach her the right things and put my daughter in boxing he, yeah, he said it he said i'd be worried about my daughter i'd be worried about kim he said, but I ain't worried about Saint. He Saint is little me. I ain't worried about him. Yeah. No cap. Because, like, I don't know. It's, it's just the word. Yeah, overcorrection can always be an issue because you run the risk of creating too much of what you didn't want. Right. So you could say, hey, my, I dealt with a whole bunch of men that were emotionally unavailable in my life. And you may create an overly emotional, emotional male. Mm. And you may say, ah, I, I dealt with so much shit in my childhood and I wish I was more assertive I wish I was able to you know be more combative with people and you might raise an overly aggressive combative woman and that's not necessarily a good thing either so it's like you have to implement things in the right way yes but you also have to do it in the sense of where it makes sense on both sides yep. it can't be too much of one thing it can't be too much of this so you have to say like hey you have to understand when to implement this and when to implement that. You have to give them both skills and let them understand when they use both. Like, hey, if someone's coming at you and they're trying to be aggressive with you, that's when you be assertive. But if someone's coming at you for understanding and you're teaching your child to be under, uh, yeah. assertive when they need to be understanding as well, then you're going to create an ignorant child. Because you're like, yo, I told that person, like, I just didn't understand why they said this to me and didn't understand. And then they just started fighting me. So mm-hmm. it's like, you can't you can't have too much of that like me when i was younger i was like kind of balanced but i didn't really understand how to deal with like disrespect so that's where like most of my issues and like my physical altercations came into uh, play 
because it was like, all right, like a person takes it to ultimate the level, and which is most thing, and that's that's male ego, which is very fragile. For all you males out there who's also gonna get uh, have a problem with me saying your ego's fragile, that's your fragile ego <laughs> talking. <laughs> like, so that's all like built within is wired within us. But like, I'm gonna teach my kid like, yeah, you can do things like this, but you can also do this, and then teach them when they need to be defending themselves versus when they need to be having conversations with people. For me, I had both, but I, you know, kind of got it mixed up. But um. Yeah, so you just, you just you just have to you just have to know your kids, know who you're having kids with, bro. Because a lot of people, I, I saw a post, and actually, this ties into what we're talking about now. Because I, I had wrote it down like like maybe like two weeks ago. It was a post about a lady. Um, she had a daughter. Um, her daughter was like nine, and she was saying that her father was like in and out her life when she was like a couple months old, whatever. Then he like disappeared, came back for her fifth birthday disappeared again for another four years and now she was nine he was trying to come back so he came back he was in her life a couple months or whatever and then she was saying like now it's about to be her 10th birthday and like her the daughter hasn't spoke to her did that in like seven months whatever so the post was basically like engaged in conversation it was saying is there ever a point where it becomes like an inconsistent parent is more detrimental than them not being there at all so do you think this little girl having her father pop in and out of her life is, I mean, obviously it's a negative thing, but would you rather that and have his inconsistency as a parent and shield or shield your child and say, you know what, if you can't be consistent in my child's life, you're not going to be part of all at all. Because she says when he is around, he is a good dad. He does the right things, but she feels like he has things in his personal life where he just doesn't like to deal with them in front of people. So he'll just go be secluded and that's his own battles and that's his own demons. But do you guys feel like, as a parent, you kind of have that right to protect your child, one. And then two, is there ever a situation where that inconsistency is better than that parent not being there at all? I think, um, obviously, excluding ex- extreme situations. You ever got to exclude extreme situations. Mm-hmm. I think it's never right for another parent to take another parent out of someone's life. You know what I'm saying? Now, as a daughter, you told she's like, well, I don't want to see you no more. I'm not going to be like, you have to go see your father. I might try to help her. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm bringing it from that perspective, but you know what I'm saying? I would never take the mother, like, say, yo, you can't see your mom ever again. I can't do, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that for me personally. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I lived in a situation where my parents were on two opposite sides of the of the state, of the country. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm out, like, at times one of them weren't always in my life, it was still nice to, like, you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, at least I could call you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I don't see you. Yeah, you're not there. Yeah, we don't hang out. Yeah, we don't talk every single day. At least, like, I have a mom. I have a dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think it's, like, I know people who grew up, like, I don't even know my dad. Never met him. Never seen him. Mm-hmm. I really don't have a dad. Yeah. I think that's crazy. I think that might be a little bit worse, in my opinion. But I, I always think about that, and then I think about, like, have, have leaving the option open. Like, all right, when you're ready to come be a parent, come be a parent. Mm-hmm. Right? But then you, like, famous from our childhood, the, the Fresh Prince episode, how come you don't want me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. that insecurity... It can put within it, like build within a child. And on top of that, if you're the parent that has to, if you can see, it's a pattern clearly, because he's done it three times, right? Just speaking about this one situation, yeah. there's other situations out there, obviously. But as a parent, do you like, and I know he's, what's going to happen again, like, and I see how she falls apart every single time. Like, the daughter came to the room crying. She's like showing her, like, she like she was like showing screenshots of her texting her dad, like, hey, daddy, how you doing today? 
I hope you're feeling quite like and like as a parent that has to be heartbreaking yeah. to see your child put that faith in a person mm-hmm. they know is mm-hmm. gonna be so wishy-washy yeah. and I, so I think at times like this and I listen to Jordan Peterson he didn't say this about the situation but yeah. it made me think of it I think at times like this is when you tell the truth mm-hmm. but he says he he always says he goes he says we should never lie he said he has this he says you should never lie even though you can never tell the full truth because who are you to know what the real truth is mm-hmm. but you should do the best you can to know what the full truth is so it'd be crazy for her mom to come in and be like well your dad's this this and this and yeah he don't want you but don't matter because i love you and i always be there for you or you could be like you know what your dad has some real mental health issues going on and it's not you you know he has he's we, he needs help he's trying to get help he just has some really serious mental health issues going on and it's not about you you gotta understand you need to be supportive for your dad and understand that like he's struggling now on, on the same note yeah. right even if you take that approach, yeah. Now, when the parent comes back around, you know you have to do that again. Mm-hmm. When the parent comes back around, you know you have to do that again. Mm-hmm. You, as that parent, that's understanding, that's making the child understand, mm-hmm. and that's not painting the other parent as a villain. Mm-hmm. Do you just keep allowing that to happen? If it's the truth, now it might not be the truth. No, no. but if it if it is the truth, yeah, the parent does have issues. Yeah, the parent. It, so you just every time you have to be there. And you're just you're just gonna sit, tell your kid the same thing. Yeah. And it, so basically, me personally, I would. Yeah. Like, ultimately, in this situation, you have to wait for your child to decide. I don't want this parent to come around anymore. Yeah. Like you say, like for instance, I'm thinking like, say, so somehow the mother of my children became a drug addict, mm-hmm. and she's struggling, can't be there, always running around, you know, MIA. She comes back, she's drugged out, like she needs rehab. I wouldn't be like, yo, you can't see your mom no more. She's a drug addict. I would explain to them what's going on. And help them understand, like, nah, this is the harsh reality of, like, some people's lives, of the world. And even though it hurts, it's not about you. You need to be there for your mother. It's because this isn't about you. Even How, how do you ask that of a, a nine-year-old, though? Bro, it's, you got to... And I'm saying as a child, like, certain things I've seen, like, you really have to, in a sense, I don't know if it's a, maybe a bad word to use, but grow up. You yeah. got to understand, like, as a child, you, you this world's not... It's, everything's not about you. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn that and like, hey, yeah. it's not about you. You're mm-hmm. better off. Don't take this personal. That's just something a lot of kids do. And we as children do. I actually wrote something about it. It's like we take the blame for things we shouldn't have to take the blame for. Like it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. So it's better explain to them, hey, this has nothing to do with you. It's more so that this person has real issues and problems in their life. Yeah. And what you really need to do if you really want to be of help is support them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's really, it's, I think that's a better option. I, I I definitely agree with you, but I disagree in the sense of I wouldn't allow the parent to continue to do that. I'm going to give the parent... I'm not going to tell the parent they can't see the child, but I'm 100% going to give the parent an ultimatum, and I might give them one or two more chances. Mm-hmm. But you're, you are not going to consistently come into my child's life. Mm-hmm. And with from what I'm seeing, like obviously, you need both parents. But if I'm consistently in the child's life and I'm providing what the child needs physically, emotionally, you feel me? I'm there. Mm-hmm. And now you just get to walk in. You get to be the superhero when you come back. Mm-hmm. And then now when you leave, she's destroyed all over again. This might create things that she now has to deal with in her adulthood with so, abandonment issues. With so it, it opens up a world for a lot of other things. You so, feel me? So me as a parent. I'm not going to allow that to continue because I know how it's affecting my child. Yeah. And then the child, as a child, even if you tell them 
to where they understand like your parent has this 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 yeah it's it creates a false sense of you know just every single time like I, you hear stories about the kid thinking like oh my dad so, said he was gonna come pick so me up brother, and he you, didn't come and every time they, they're waiting at the remember, window for their parents. you remember squid you remember squid games yeah so that remember squid games the dynamic that he had with his daughter mm -hmm. where the guy clearly had issues in life mm -hmm. you know lost his family and everything so if you were the mother would you say yo you can't come see your daughter anymore no because the dad wasn't the dad was inconsistent in his parenthood but he wasn't it's like financially he yeah he wasn't in and out of her life i mm -hmm. would say he was consistently there but he was just consistently there and wasn't able to provide or he was consistently there and he might have kept her past something that she would need to do whatever the case may be so he was technically like a bad father but he was consistently a bad father <laughs> <At> least, <you laughs> feel me? Yeah. so i would just say like the act of popping in and out of somebody's life that can yeah. be so like that can create so much more issues for the child man and it's like yeah in a perfect world like i would love for you know my child to have both parents but if it comes to us uh now going back to your 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 um your um example if the mom is coming back and she's drugged out and i'm explaining to the child i'm saying you have to be there for your mom but now when the mom is coming back she might have people looking for her or Mm -hmm. She stole something from somebody, or hey, I you know, she's taking I wanted, things I out exclude, of the house. I wanted to exclude it. I guess that was an extreme. That's example. that's not an extreme though, because those things are very common with mm -hmm. the act of being addicted to drugs. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So that's the extreme would be like the mob or somebody like fucking yeah. Jason Bourne's looking for somebody. But like those things are common things that were, they don't want that in the household. Like I've heard plenty of stories of people who had family members that their family members started doing drugs. Things go missing from the house. They start acting unusual. When they're not on the drugs and they get more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Aggressive. Yeah, like aggressive and like yeah, they they have a very short fuse and anxious and stuff like that. So now that's creating an environment around my child that's not safe for their well-being. So you as a parent now, your child is over everything. You're, you can't tell your child in that sense. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, you have to understand that your mom's stealing things because of this. And it's like, no, like you have to understand that your mom is a drug addict. Mm -hmm. She's not a bad person. She's dealing with some bad things and she's involved with some bad people. And right now, mommy can't be around you because it's not safe for you. Mm -hmm. So when mommy gets help, mommy can come and be mommy. Yeah. Right now, she's not mommy. Mm -hmm. You feel me? But I, said, I feel like even that isn't taking the parent out the child's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. me, that's understanding. Yeah. Like, you're not saying you can't see mommy no more because you know how stuff like that time yeah about, that's like, that's that's like saying? salty yeah that's what like, i'm saying like, that. Yeah, no. like oh you can't see mommy no more oh you can't see daddy no more that's it because i said so like I don't mommy I, mommy down the street sucking dick for crack she's crazy all right yeah you don't need to tell your kid that but you can say mommy wow like mommy is not what about say right i believe it just uh depends on like the situation like some some situations um I feel like the mother does need to be taken away, but um, it it, it uh, man, it all depends. Or not not let's say the mother, but like a parent yeah. as a whole. Like it, it really just I don't I don't know because I I have family members that have been in situations that have gotten like their parents or one parent taken away, and it's been for like the better. And I feel like if it wasn't for that, they could have been in a really bad situation. But the way it is handled, it's poorly. It's like poorly handled. Mm -hmm. Like, 
the kid was taken away and now the mother the father like brings another woman excuse me the father brings another woman around and tells the child to call her mother like or her mommy like you know there's just like some things i don't feel like should be done but it's kind of hard like the situations like it's it's hard also like for like the parent to like tell the kid not to call the woman mommy when she's acting in as a mother as well. Yeah. Although I don't agree with it at all. Like I think, I think depends that's, on the age. Yeah, that like super fucked up. Yeah. But I think it depends on the age because I know people who like maybe someone's been raising them since they were like really two. Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my you know that's your dad. Yeah. That's your mom. Yeah. You know, if you came when I was like 13, 14, your name's Daryl. But even if like say like that person doesn't have a dad at all. And it's like you came in at fourteen year old and was the dad. You're, I would dad, mom. Like, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Respectfully, you know. I think that's just that saying. Like if you were the only man, father, dad in my but life, you it's, were. It's different, and it's funny that I just use that name because subconsciously I, I know a situation like that, mm-hmm. and it's someone who came into someone's life later in life, mm-hmm. and their father wasn't necessarily there, mm-hmm. but they once they got the opportunity to be a father figure for that person became everything they needed and more within a father figure. Mm. So now that person respected them as a father and they addressed them as such. And to me, it's more about quality over quantity with most things. So you could have been raising somebody since they were two or six months years six months old. Yeah. And but you never really see them as your child, so you never really treat them as such. And then you have people that you see like these Twitter videos or something that like the kids met you when they're like 15 16 and like right before the 18 they're asking you to adopt them yeah. because you've That's been love. such a, you feel yeah. me and like those yeah, are always yeah. beautiful things and i love seeing like i think i saw it on twitter the other like day that. they're like they were actually like 25 and they were like Today's the day my my stepdad that's been raised me my whole life gets to be my real father he's yeah, gonna die. like that that stuff is yeah. super yeah. dope man because like i said it, Backtracking is, you know, you gotta be mindful who you have kids with, and then when you mm-hmm. do have kids, you have to put your kids in the best situation, even if it's a hard decision. You feel me? It's like you just can't allow, because God, God forbid, you end up in a situation like a few years ago. I can't remember the child's name, but there was that boy. Um, he was he was very young, but the father had like a a feeling that the son might have been homosexual, so he was like mistreating the son and like not raising the kid and doing this whole bunch of stuff, and then. They eventually found the son, like, dead in the house because the father, like, beat him and, like, just left him there and didn't even know he killed his own son. So it's like, you have to look at how this is affecting my child and how it's affecting, like, their their, their well-being. But other than that, you feel me? You can't really gauge how much a person's going to, you know, do certain things like that. So I think it's, it's important to look at person's actions and patterns. So, like... With with that one situation, seeing the pattern as like oh it's every couple of years and then he's here for this amount of time and he leaves and it you just can't keep allowing certain things around your children and you definitely can't have children with certain people so true hmm. be mindful when you sticking it uh, wrap it up uh, ladies keep yourself safe all that good absolutely stuff absolutely fuck these niggas but yeah outside of that pretty much ready to wrap up uh, Young Thug's album was amazing. Oh my um, word! Definitely want to touch on that before we get out of here. Uh, he released the album Punk. 
It is. I heard you when it got the bands, it's you stupid. It's a, it's a, a col- compilation album. I feel like it's like some of it is very uh, guitar, you know, acapella type things. And he's singing, he's more harmonizing, stuff like that. Then he has his, you know, more rap records. Uh, seem to be more of a common theme now when you see with uh, rap albums. A lot of people are, um, you know, trying to show their talent, trying to show they could do more than the, yeah the versatility. And I definitely respect it because it, to me, yeah, it just shows the artistry and it shows the body of work. So I like when people take steps to try to do things outside of what you're already used to. Like Young Thug, yeah, he's harmonized on tracks with stuff, but he's like really like just him and the guitar, like. A record like that, like it's it's really dope, um, because he shows spurts of that, like on the run and like beautiful Thugger Girls climax, like yeah. So it's like those types of records he's had, he's had a few songs on there. So seeing like a half a project with stuff like that, I thought it was pretty dope. And obviously he's, he's taking a different um approach, he's calling it punk. And I and I love um, he spoke a lot about this album, just like his work ethic like how hard he really works and like yeah. what yeah like he was even just talking about what if you want to be successful certain things you got to do and i was like wow like i love and i thought i said him meeting j cole i think was one of the best things that ever happened to him in his career because he said like j cole is like someone who told him like yeah you got to stop playing around because mm-hmm. he was like j cole knew that he could take it there if he wanted to but he's like yo like stop getting on songs and playing around all the time like yeah like treat it like get serious and then he dropped um so much fun which they said was the best album of the year, and now he drops this. It's like, yeah. ever since that conversation and being on tour with J. Cole, he's released two projects that people are like, yo, this is amazing. Yeah, that boy can rap, rap. Yeah, and it's I funny. Know. He's really tough. Because he was him, Uzi, like, there's a few people that I'm like, when they when they come in the game, like, people are appalled. Like, what, are, what is this nonsense and this and that? Yeah. And they all end up being generational talents. Like, Uzi, he's, he's of those new mumble rappers in the Playboy Cardis and stuff. He's freaking transcended from that and he's rapping rapping now i think and i, I don't Thug know makes and the mumble like that now. mumble rap got a, i got a problem with mumble rap because i think mumble rap is is a way the old heads use to discredit the young rappers because they'll call like they'll say future young thug lil uzi the migos are mumble rappers but think about it and it's like no let me finish i'm like yo they're not mumble rappers bro like those people i just named even they may just because you have a hard time understanding their maybe thick accent and how fast they speak they're saying real things, like. But there's people like Famous Dex, and I'm like, okay, that's a mumble rapper. He ain't, or he ain't saying nothing. Or Lil Pump, like the guys, they're not saying yeah. anything. They're just getting on tracks and having a good cadence. But yo, these other guys don't put them in the same category because, like, you can't tell me you listen to Future and like the guy will make you cry. Same thing with like these people have great music where it's like they're they're, sp- they're telling you their life stories, what they've been through, and they're putting their heart and soul into it. And I think just to call some of them, some of them, some of them are, but to call some of them money, mumble rappers is to discredit their art. You know what I'm saying? It's like saying if you told someone who painted um, abstract art, man, they just be throwing things out of, that's out of, it's like that's, disrespectful. That, that's the comparison I was going to make when, all right, so I have t- two comparisons. One would be art. Mm-hmm. So when you had people like Basquiat and Keith Haring, like he's painting a Campbell, people are like, that's not art. There's no way that's, but they're doing a, it's it's a new concept and it's changing the genre mm-hmm. so now these people are highly revered within that space and it's really important the work that they did and when you look at basketball you have Allen Iverson and Ray Alston and all these people and they're like oh that's street ball that's not classic basketball 
But all these moves, the in and out, the crossover, these things are implemented now in the NBA and it changed the landscape of that space. So now when people are saying mumble rap, mumble rappers, because rap songs are broken down and the sheets for writing music and all these things, we all know this is bars, stanzas and all this stuff. When they're rapping, there's technically no way to gauge when they're done rapping. So to them, it's just a run on sentence. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, like, wh- how do we know what's a bar? How do we, there's no hook. He just said the hook one time at the beginning of the song. It's different. It's not what we're used to. We can't gauge how this is, how this is in the grand scheme of how music was always made. So I think like what you said, that was them looking at it as like, this is different and I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So they're classifying it as somebody. But those artists, when they first came into the game, their rapping capability, they were good at making music, but they might have not necessarily been the best rappers. Mm-hmm. But when you look at an offset now, when you look at a 21 Savage now, when you look at a future, you can't tell me that they can't rap because they have songs where they just bars. Like, if you want to listen to a, a song where, like, you may think that future is about to just say some swag shit up, like, listen to Run Up. And every time that shit goes, he's news, literally... News or something. Like. Bro, but news or something is like a slower song, like like a pop song where it sounds like they about to just be on some... Bro, he's really rapping on that shit. Like, 21, he's... That, um, the song he got with G Herbo, freaking, he's really rapping on that shit. He's like he's Lil Uzi on commercial, really rapping on a lot of songs. He was mm-hmm. going crazy on yeah. commercial, oh exactly. So it's like, and if can't. anyone ever disrespect, I didn't even say Lil Baby. If any of you nah, guys ever disrespect Lil yeah, Baby's nah. rapping capability, I'm gonna say you don't like music and you don't know hip hop. But yeah, uh, that that is just a classification of discrediting the younger crowd that's changing the overall scape of whatever that space is and that's just a way of older people doing that it's, stuck, it's, it's, it's happening it'd, it'd be the same people in new york city still wearing tims and baggy jeans and new york fitteds in the summertime talking about some future trash man thinking hey, th- even fashion wild. listen that's streetwear you have to call they love to call it streetwear that's not that's not fashion street that's street wear. how could that be a designer now you have eric emmanuel's and warren lotuses and all these people that they're the they're designer brands but they make everyday pieces because fashion before was all about concept pieces that's why every time you saw these uh paris shows and you saw fashion week and all this other stuff they're always in things that couldn't be worn in everyday life it's like there's no way someone's wearing a freaking 3xl bubble jacket and their arms aren't even out the sleeves but it's a runway look it's a dramatic look even now with the makeup before it was like oh you only seen lashes and all that stuff like when people were like burlesque and doing it but now that's on a part of everyday life like a girl leaves the house wearing those lashes she leaves allows the house with dramatic makeup so it's like things change for a reason and you have to realize when something is an attack on what you know and when something's just evolutionizing so that's basically what we're doing for podcasting you feel me we out here we ain't we ain't no regular podcast man this ain't no regular degular you feel me we changing it anyway um y'all ready to rap yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, this has been another episode of Demigod Chronicles brought to you by Master Studios. You feel me? Um, we appreciate you for listening. Whether you stop listening after 15 seconds, whether you made it to this point, we appreciate you for even giving us a chance. Uh, follow everyone on their respective social medias at cb.lopez at Alicia Ashley when she's available because she's exclusive like a sneaker drop and she is available she's available right now um follow jay uh behind the scenes at jay squay follow the page at 
And the, and if you need help with your podcast, you could DM us and maybe he'll come help you guys out. Yeah, For a fee, obviously. Maybe you feel me. Tell him in Spanish, you feel me? Maybe we come help. Possible. You know say verdad, pero possible. But yeah, um uh follow the page at the Demigod Chronicles underscore Instagram at uh Master uh Studios on YouTube and on Twitter at the DGC underscore. I follow myself at um underscore underscore demigod underscore for my personal account and for the business page uh mstrd mastered studio spelled with a v mm-hmm. with an underscore in the middle um yeah once again we appreciate you guys you know you guys had a lot of engagement with the last episode we are going to be coming with some different ways of getting you content you know you might not get an episode every week but you definitely gonna see us every single week we're going to start doing some more creative things. Uh, Freestyle things. Friday. <sighs> Maybe. Cooking. <laughs> Maybe, actually. Can, if we finally do it, can it be presented by Lo? Yes, you could You could do whatever you want, bro. <laughs> you could do whatever you want. I am oh, yeah, tuned in. But yeah, see? Yeah, maybe you get a maybe you get a freestyle Friday one week. Maybe one week a you get laid for me doing something with our friends. Maybe one week you get me doing something with my friends. Who knows? But you got to tune in to see. But yeah, so we're gonna have the podcast. We have more content coming in different forms um on off weeks. So yeah, like I said, keep tuning in, keep checking with us. Uh we got more content coming to the page. YouTube, all that good stuff. We got some stuff going out this week. We got spotlights. We got a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, definitely tune in for that. Like I said, as always, we appreciate the support and yeah, keep helping us grow. And we gonna keep doing it, doing what it do. Uh, Chris, hit the people some Spanish. Mm, gracias por tu tiempo, te aprecio muchísimo y gracias para escuchando y eh, nos vemos mañana, sí. You feel me? And we we in there and we out here. Bow. First of all, girl, I'm trying to hit that. You say you love it when a nigga is honest. So fall in love. Can you make me a promise? Been there, done that. Seen it all. It can get a little messy when the feelings involved. Girl, don't be shy. Take them panties off and throw them on a nightstand. I know you've been. Crying when I'm sexing you All night, all night